Hi, everyone. You are listening to the Equip Podcast by Rise Ministries. I'm Pam Keneally, co-founder, and I'm blessed to have with me what I consider a seasoned person partnering with me today, Mel Hyatt, a staff executive at Arise Ministries. Welcome. Thank you, Mel. Pam. Well, listen, you have come to the 911 series, I'm Worried About My Kids, and mm-hmm. so we want to address that issue. You know, friend, you've likely, like I said, come to this podcast because you're hurting, you're discouraged, or overwhelmed because your child is behaving rec- recklessly. And you know what? I might add that this topic is difficult, you know, because, well, not every situation is alike and not every child is alike. And some of this podcast may may fit your situation. Some of it may not because every situation household is different. But this we know. (laughs) Reckless behavior of any kind hurts a mom's heart. So today our conversation is for the mom who feels helpless in many ways. You know what? She may feel powerless in turning around a child's irresponsible conduct, or she may feel, I don't know, immobilized because she's tried everything she knows to get this person's attention, this preteen or teen or even college-age child to, to that uh, with the reckless and destructive path they're on. She's tried to get their attention with no avail. And you know what? These scenarios and more can worry a mom beyond description, and that's why you're listening today. So the question is, what is a mom to do? What's a mom to do? Because this is so hard. So I hope that our words today will give you some insight and some encouragement. So let's just start with this. Mel, I want our friends to know what your what your former profession was um, in dealing with with kids and teenagers. So I want you to tell them what you did for years. Yes, I for 16 years, I was a student pastor. So I worked with teenagers. And the past nine years, specifically, I worked just with high schoolers. Mm. Um, And I raised my boys along the way. And now they are stinky teenagers. Okay. (laughs) And you know what, I might add that she was a former single mother. Yes. So she's got quite a story herself. So as we talk to you single mothers, uh, and it sounds, oh, she's a pastor. She's so she's so perfect, and she's so that no, she's coming out of a very very hurtful background, and um, has got quite a story to tell. Us. And you have to catch her story later, but she's totally amazing. What God can do through messes and mess ups, right? Yes, and I. Being a pastor, if you have a perfect pastor, then you do not have a good one. <laughs> you know, that's what makes you good is when you've gone through those things. And I am definitely not perfect. Yes. And well, so. uh, you certainly through that have some wisdom to share with us today. Absolutely. So we're looking forward to hearing that. So anyway, talking about reckless behavior, let's just be honest a minute. <laughs> Mel, have you uh, ever experienced um, the heartache of your own children's reckless behavior? Absolutely not, Pam. I raised perfect little gentlemen. Okay, well, that's just what I talked about in the last podcast. There's no such thing. Now you are a liar. There's no no mistakes ever made. You know, I I want to talk about my oldest, and he knows that I speak publicly and that I have told stories about him and he's given me permission for these things but he is my rule follower he's eager to please Um, his biggest concern is me thinking that he's a good kid and that meant that so far his teenage years he has not been the kid that has done a lot of rebellion Mm -hmm. Um, he hasn't been interested in girls yet praise the lord Mm -hmm. he just works and likes his vehicle and i'm okay with that 
but likes his mama too. He does. He <laughs> likes me. He, you know, Love I feed it. him, and he'll go of out course. with me. Yeah. Um, but we have experienced something a little different um, that I, I think some moms can really relate to because there's two types of teenagers out there. There's going to be teenagers that look for trouble, and there's going to be teenagers that trouble finds them. Mm-hmm. And that was my son. And so when he does things wrong, small or big, what we've dealt with the most is shame. And that has been really destructive for him and for our relationship to an extent. Um, So, you know, he has really struggled with looking at pornography for a season. Mm -hmm. um, And that caused him to distance himself from me and his brother. And um, we even had an experience where he got a speeding ticket and he didn't know that the state would mail me a letter because he was a minor. Mm -hmm. So he went to pay that speeding ticket with cash downtown. And on his way, he had a fender bender. (laughs) And he didn't tell me about that either because mm-hmm. now this lie and this shame has stacked up. Yes. And I get a call the same day I get a letter in the mail from the state about his ticket. I get a call from our insurance company um, asking me when we were going to file the claim for him. And his world and my world oh my. turned upside mm-hmm. down. And I talk about this because um, I know that's minor compared to what a lot of teenagers mm-hmm. will do. Mm-hmm. But he hides and he retreats and he has learned because I heard him telling his little brother recently, when you mess up, if you'll just tell mom, it's way better than her finding out because <laughs> that's when she freaks out. God so, love him. <laughs> yeah. So we've dealt with this good kid that has a lot of shame because every kid makes mistakes mm-hmm. and does stupid things. Sure. And that was harder for me to navigate, I think, than a rebellious mm-hmm. kid that I could just yell at and ground sure, and sure. tell him to do better. Yes. Um, to be so tender with your words. Yes, because mm-hmm. he by the time I found out, he was already so defeated. He, he was already- a dog with that tail between his legs Um, and so it's hard for me to parent that Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah because there has to be a consequence and you have to teach him the truth and you have to there has to be a consequence of some sort yeah but sometimes their own element of repentance deep repentance is enough yeah you just have to know that as a mother because i knew my goal wasn't making him feel worse yes yeah you know exactly well that's when you need the lord's wisdom and but i know that was difficult for you so difficult even it's even though it's a different side i can certainly that's still reckless in 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 behavior on his part you know as we're talking about reckless behavior before we just go talking about all these kids and their recklessness were you ever reckless as a is a kid? Pam, no. <laughs> You're so holy. You know, I was not a Christian until I was almost 18 years old. So when I talk about these times, even with my boys, I talk about this. I call them the BC days, the mm-hmm. before Christ. Yes. Okay. And I was a terrible teenager. Mm-hmm. I was very rebellious. I did all the things. And that's why I was so afraid for my boys to become teenagers because I knew. Mm-hmm. I knew. So, yeah, I was, I was pretty... I was kind of a little wild child, Pam. Okay, okay. very good. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> all righty. Well, I mean, don't don't you love it that we don't we don't um, place our acceptance on somebody by our past? Isn't that wonderful? Praise but, the Lord, because God doesn't either. Yes, and I do say praise the Lord. Well, you know what? I, I had to ask you about the recklessness because um, I just think back on reckless stuff I did. I, honestly, I, I was pretty pretty much a real follower, but I do remember 
the fun of sneaking out at night in high school and with a, a friend's house and and we were sneaking out to see our boyfriends and being reckless about it and you know and you know she was letting me down the window and and I fell and banged my head against the the house and her dad woke up and came in there it was just those type things and mm. getting caught sneaking out and things like that and I know that's that's somewhat normal I realize that but we we all remember the attitude of of just not being safe or but that's part of growing up as yeah. well so I remember my sneaking out days but you know there's other re- what do I really call reckless acts that that you as a mom are dealing with and that's why you've come to this podcast and it's certainly not that you know your child snuck out but there's there's hurtful things there's rudeness and irresponsibility and tantrums and chemical abuse and and what what else what what other things might our moms resonate saying okay now you're talking my language what are some other possibilities that they could be experienced as far as recklessness yeah i mean where they are disrespecting authority mm-hmm. or drugs or i mean violence like it can get really deep yes you know? yeah um so all of those things yeah skipping school refusing to cooperate you know um just in trouble with the law being with you know, not being with the wrong crowd, but being the wrong crowd. Uh, these hurt my heart because that's why you've come to this podcast, because you're experiencing some of these, this sense of rebellion. And I find it interesting. Rebellion is two words, rebel and lion. Hmm. And that's what you feel like you have in your house is a lion. And it's scary for you. You're a single mom. And you had you feel there's no sense of control. Um and um, the bottom line is you hurt. The bottom line is uh, maybe your child is standing in gross defiance of you. And uh, you just don't feel like you're appreciated. And um, it, you hurt. And that's why you're here. And we can certainly identify with some of those feelings. For sure. So, you know what, Mel? Um, how often when you're a, a, a youth pastor did you deal with parents who um, who had children that were experiencing some of these behaviors? Is this common? Yes. Uh, I dealt with this often, but not enough. Um, let me explain. I, what I found as a pastor was that parents were often ashamed to come to us mm-hmm. when that's what we were there for. And there was this tendency to be ashamed and to hide and to not want to admit. But they needed us. We needed to know what was going on, if nothing less so that we could pray or be available. Um, so I, I remember many times by the time parents came to us, it wasn't that it was too late, but it was at the end of that road. Yes. Um, but I had these conversations weekly. Um, so if your kid is being rebellious or that's what the teenage years are about, are about wandering, mm-hmm. and we just hope that they wander in the right direction. But we dealt with this a lot. I always told parents, and I didn't make this up, I read this somewhere, but that this season um, is a warship and not a cruise ship. Oh. <sighs> And we often get to where that is unbelievable. Our kids, would you say that it again? is not a warship? I'm sorry, it no, is not a cruise, cruise ship. ship. 
It is a warship. And the reason why we need to know this is we kind of, our kids get old enough to make their own breakfast and put their clothes on. And we're like, oh my goodness, thank goodness. I can can cruise along. But what's actually happening is you are on this warship that is headed to a destination where they're going to get off that boat on their own and Mm -hmm. they are in a war. So this is our time to know that we are preparing them to fight this battle. And so... I be on your toes, Mm -hmm. you know, that's what this is. This is a battle and like, let's not cruise on that. And that's, I think when parents get a little sleepy in their parenting or they begin to trust their teenager, which I suggest you never, ever trust a teenager, Mm -hmm. um, that you need to remember that Mm -hmm. you're at war and you're Mm -hmm. on that warship and there are alarms going off that you can't sleep through. That is probably the greatest analogy I have ever heard. I love that. And I want to remind you, single mom, that that we do have a podcast that when your child gets off that cruise ship or whatever on down the road and is maybe, you know, heading in a direction that you don't like, we do have a podcast on do's and don'ts mm-hmm. of a child who's rejecting some things that you've taught them. So you might want to find that helpful once. I hope they never get there. But I wanted you to know that's available as yeah, well. But you know what? Um I want to remind the moms, too, that each situation needs to be assessed individually. You have so many different kids, and one kid did this, another kid did that. Mel, speak about the importance of of each each child being different and how they need to be handled differently in the family. Yeah, that is so good. The Lord blessed me with two complete opposite boys. I have a dedicated underachiever and an mm-hmm. undedicated overachiever mm-hmm. um, when I need to ra- raise my voice at and the other I need to sit down with. And I think it's so important to know your audience. And that is hard. It is. That is hard to have to be one mom to one child and one to the other. I talk about that a lot because I need my boy. I know they see me parenting them different, and I need them to know that that's because I know them and mm-hmm. I love them well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I might yell at your brother But you and I are going to go for a walk (laughs) because I know the way your heart works. So really knowing your audience and knowing what makes them tick and when when do they feel love and when do they feel direction and Mm -hmm. what does that look Mm -hmm. like? It's hard, especially if you have children that are so different or that are different than you. Oh, that's a good point. My oldest, my youngest, uh, he's just like me and we can go at it. My oldest will shut down and not speak his mind when he's upset, which I don't know that world, Mm -hmm. Pam. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Let me tell you my opinion. (laughs) Um, And that is really hard for me. And for some reason, that makes me even more angry Mm -hmm. when I'm trying to get through to him and I feel like he's just staring at me Mm -hmm. and I had to learn, okay, he's different than me. Um, So I give him some space. We do a timeout. He goes to his room. I go to my room and I say, when you're ready to talk about this, come to my room. Because as I was trying to dig it out of him, I was just hurting him Mm -hmm. Mm because I wanted him to be like me. Mm -hmm. And I wanted us, I wanted to get to the bottom of it. Sure, let's solve this thing. And he wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was a good one for me to learn. Well, that's good. That's super good. Oh, my goodness. I'm trying to consider our audience, too, with these single moms doing it yourself. You know, just you're, you feel like you're doing it itself, yourself, and you are, but you're really not as you just really, just really trust in the Lord and ask for his wisdom and, and um, he will, he will come alongside. Absolutely. Um, so, so let's talk about what are some things we don't do. Mm-hmm. Um, just um, what is, as we, as they're acting recklessly, what, what are, throw out some things that we don't do. And we can say these things because we, because 
I have done them, and probably you have too. What are some things you don't do because you know it gets you nowhere when they're acting recklessly? I'm, I'm going to come at this probably from a different – I know that – I'm going to let you talk about the don't screaming and all of those things. And But I want to <laughs> say don't hide or don't avoid it. Don't act mm-hmm. like it's not happening. Mm-hmm. Um, or even inside your home and outside your home, um, don't hide. And then um, something that I wanted to talk about was – we need to be, and this is for Christian parents. I understand there's some moms that might be listening that are not following, um, you know, or would not consider themselves Christians or maybe even questioning. But if you are professing that to your kids, something that I found that is really, really detrimental is to talk about sin in a way that makes your children feel like they're in exile when they're experiencing it. Mm-hmm. So all of our children are going to sin and in different ways, but the way you're raising them and talking about it might create something that keeps them from coming back to you with it. So I remember telling my boys that I wanted them to bring their sin home with Mm -hmm. them. Um, You're gonna struggle with it, you're gonna do this, I struggle, I have sin, and I'm your warrior mom, like we're gonna fight through this. And I just urge parents to be very careful about the way that you talk about sin, because if you're talking about it like it's a monster or a disease or this dysfunction and not a heart issue, when your kids experience it, then they feel like that monster or mm, they feel like that disease, right? They mm-hmm. feel like that heart issue. And it's this debt as, as Christian moms, this is a debt that we know has already been paid. You know, we know that we have this redeemer. So I would say make sin a battle that you are willing to fight. Um, we should be saying, I am so aware of your sin because it entangles me too. And I'm not going to love you less when you stumble. Oh my goodness. That's so good. I say that because I had an experience, particularly with one student that was struggling with same sex attraction. And I had asked him if he had talked to his parents and he said, all my life, my parents talked about homosexuality, like it was the most disgusting thing in the world. So I must be the most disgusting Mm. thing in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just, I, I walked away from that going, I'm talking about sin wrong in my home. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to throw that out there as a little different of maybe not even what you're doing as a reaction to what they're doing, um, but prefacing it that as Christians, let that sin come into your home and be a safe place because wow. unfortunately, your teenager is full of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Oh, my goodness. And if you're an older mom listening to this and your kids are already grown and gone, I know you're thinking what I'm thinking. I wish I could have do-overs. Mm. I just look, you know, for us older moms, our kids are already out. You just so often wish for do-overs. But to you moms, I want you to know God is a miraculous God, and we don't need do-overs because God's always been at work and he's always known. Mm-hmm. So, But for you moms that are still at home, please take that advice. That is just so – that's so great. You know, what else not to do? And I can name four or five of these things. I did not do most of these, but I did do one of them. So, you know, these are things not to do that, 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 first of all, let me tell you what I did do. Um, don't walk away because you can't take the pain any longer. Mm. Because as a single mom, I, I just did that. I could not take the pain and I just couldn't take, I, I just, 
I just had so you, you can just take so much. So I just almost had to put blinders on because I couldn't deal with it. And I wish I would have done some things differently. So don't do that. There are people out there to help you. Absolutely. So don't do that. That's that's where I feel. But other things not to do, and I'm thankfully these don't fall on my my chart, but the others do. Don't scream. Ranting and raving really just allows your child to dodge the pain. That you know that that doesn't help um, or manipulate or shame them or bully them. Uh, that that doesn't that doesn't you're not going anywhere when you do that or when you walk away you just walk away from it temporarily because you just can't deal with it so oh my goodness let's just stop here and say moms you matter you can do it and as long as you're pressing into God and trusting him and living and moving towards him you can't mess them up just know that because they're not yours they're god's so you just remember that as we move on i felt like i should say that that's good at this point so mel let's talk about what to do what what are they to do if their child's behaving recklessly what can they do to move in the right direction yeah i love here um in the notes you had put develop a proper posture to be tough and tender and it's so hard to be both of those things at the same time mm-hmm. and to go back to your audience. Like, what does tough and tender mean to this child? And mm-hmm. what does tough and tender mean to this child? And um, and to not make it about you and to be able to have conversations. I remember there was this season with my son where I would say, what do you know about me? And I had taught him this and he would say, that you love me. And what else? That I can talk to you. And I would mm-hmm. make him say that every time we argued because I was so afraid that he would feel like, I can't talk to my mom, which is what I heard from students that I led for all those years. Have you talked to your parents? Oh, my gosh, no. My Mm -hmm. mom will freak out. Oh, my dad will walk away Mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, these things. And so my goal was how do I react in a way where I'm the authority but where he's willing to talk to me about this? Oh, gosh, that's good. And that's still different for both of my boys, my goodness. Mm-hmm. I just hope good. they don't get in trouble at the that's same good. time. I know. Oh my goodness! Yeah, you. Yeah. Well, that that's such good advice. So I love that to just develop a pro- a proper posture, you know. But the main thing is to stop and get a hold of yourself. Just stop and get a hold yeah. of yourself right then. I have to walk away and go to my room for a moment sometimes, okay, so or look in the yourself, mirror. Yeah, put and, yourself in timeout. Yes, uh-huh. I have to go to my bathroom and look in the mirror mm-hmm. and say, "Mel, yeah. really." Yes. Okay. Good. So the lesson today is go buy a mirror. Okay. Yes. You Just all have one. Go Just get go get one. When you look at yourself in the mirror when you're angry, you will not like what you see. Oh, I know it. I know. Where'd and you, you I have to talk myself off that wall mm-hmm. or I'm going to unleash all of that on him. And yes. I don't I know. That's not what I want I him to be. I know. Well, thank you for that. For that mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the grossest of them all? Is you me. Know, is me. So thank you for that reminder. And moms, uh, we're just going to keep going. Okay. So we're going to develop a posture, a proper posture. Um, we're going to, as they're behaving recklessly, allow them to suffer natural consequences. I probably could have done this better because mm-hmm. I'm a rescuer. And I wish I there's some do-overs I would like to do in that area, but allow them to suffer the natural consequences um, that they, you know, they, they need to feel their pain of their own choices and realize you can't control their choices anyway. But did you f- discover that as you were counseling parents? Yeah, you know what works, I want to say works great. Something that I think is really important is accountability. 
I think as adults, we have to learn to say, I made a mistake and own it. And you have to do that a lot in the workforce or in relationships. And I wanted that to be a part of my kid's life. I I urged um, when parents would come to me and talk to me about their kids, bring your kid back in here. Let's have them say this. I have a person in my son's life who has put a lot of chips in the bank. He has um, lunch with my son once a month. So this wasn't just a a weird thing, but I make my son call this guy when he does really stupid things because I need him to know that not just, gosh, my mom is crazy and hard on me. When he has to call Randy and say, Randy, I got a speeding ticket and I didn't tell my mom. Mm -hmm. That's a whole different thing. That's creating integrity. I want him to know that being a man means that he's owning up to things, and I need him to be able to tell somebody he trusts other than me that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I so, that. so I think uh, natural consequences for my boys have been I ne- you're going to say to somebody else that you trust that loves you. Because you know what's great about that is now Randy really knows how to love my son well. Mm-hmm. That's So awesome. they talk about those things. And um, now that um, my oldest is about to be 18 recently, he, we were talking about this relationship, and he thanked me, Pam. Oh, my goodness. He said, I just want to thank you for making me call Randy and wow, tell him this. that's so great. And I was like, yes. yes I've been is, waiting yes, all these years, yes, know. you know. You better put that in and just have it in I re- writing I, on a stone. I made him say it again, and I recorded it. <laughs> of course, you need to do that. Well, But he never was thanking uh-huh. me in that moment. Um, right. But I, I remember telling parents that too of if we're just secretly trying to figure this out without them um, that might feel a little manipulative Uh or like let's get them in here so uh, part of that natural consequence might be them apologizing to the person they hurt or telling somebody else what they've done I do like that I love that I do you know something else they can do is um, you know we can do is we have to realize they're just they're they're kids they're young adults, whatever they are. They're going through their journey. They're trying to figure out life the best they can. For you single moms, maybe they're struggling with anger that their dad left them, or they're struggling with a father that passed away, or they're struggling with, with issues that come from the position you're in, which doesn't help you because it makes you feel guilty because of it, which you can't. You have to realize God is in control. you know. But when you understand that there may be a reason why they're acting recklessly, um, it it allows you to be able to fight for them in the spirit and pray for them without coming after them, but to be able to say, I'm your greatest rescuer. I'm your warrior. I'm going to fight the enemy on this. We're going to get through this. And that you go to bat for them in the prayer closet and yeah. get and you go to bat for them because you understand where this is coming from. And that's where the victory's won is in the spiritual battle that's where it's won and so fight for them in the spirit of prayer recognize you're their rescuer through prayer if you can't do it as a mom because you're too overwhelmed and upset you find somebody who can pray with you or pray for you or call your church or or find somebody that's so good that can come alongside let us know at arise ministries how we can pray for you how can we come alongside and just and just um lift you up and uphold you as you walk through this that's so Um, good so that is something as well prayer you know we all know um the bible says for i the lord your god hold your right hand it is i who i say to you fear not for i am the one who helps you and find someone who can can do that as well you know um male other ideas in just uh 
you know, uh, what to do with a reckless kid. I wrote some things down. Get help for yourself and your family. If necessary, get your troubled teen out of the house to protect the rest of the family. If it's if it's that type of situation, get professional help. If it's really the recklessness that's dangerous to your family. Yeah, you need an army mm-hmm. because it's the worship. So whether that's a professional or counselor or, you know, some rehab or even your church or whatever it is, don't do this alone. For yes, sure. and, and I, we, we're not we're, we haven't gotten to that side of this issue, but I did want to mention it. And I also want to mention allow yourself some enjoyment. Just, you know, what can you do when you've got a reckless child? Do the best you can. Allow yourself for enjoyment so you can recharge. And that's the hardest to sing a mom, but that needs to be on your priority list. How am I going to recharge myself today, this day, this week, yeah, so I can be a better good. mom? I, I had this season where I felt like all I was ever doing was nagging my son. Mm-hmm. And I remember going, can we just go to lunch and not talk about Mm-hmm. anything yes <laughs> i'll yes. just let you talk the whole time yes. you know and um so maybe even recharging with them maybe finding something mm-hmm. to do even if they are they don't deserve it yes. maybe i don't know yes that might be good yeah. for you well it's just good for them to know that you're there for them and you're going to fight for them Absolutely. and um so it's it's any way around it's it's a rec- it's a hard situation do you have anything else you would like to add to our conversation before we close today? you know i was thinking of something when you were talking about praying for them and i could do such a better job of this i pray for my boys a lot and i'm not sure if they know that i do mm. as much as i do mm-hmm. and i was with my friend lynn who has a grown child and there's her son called her and said mom is everything okay I hadn't heard from you this morning and she gets off the phone and she started laughing and she said every morning I text both of my children a prayer mm-hmm. and they never respond to me she said this morning I was running late and <laughs> and so he called me and said mom are you okay and we laughed about it because she said I know that they are reading it even if they don't respond I'm sure. still that's what I'm going to do and mm-hmm. I told them that I'm going to text you a prayer every mm-hmm. morning mm-hmm. and I was like that's such a great idea I'm going to do that and then I, I didn't start doing sure. it but your kids are listening and watching and hearing, and and I think I could do a better job of yeah, letting my boys know I pray for you a lot. That's whatever a great that idea. might look like. So I love that idea. That's I'm so glad you brought that up. That's a brilliant idea and how to, you know, use your text in that way. So, well, friends, in closing, I just want you to know this: if you have written down anything in this podcast, write this down and look at it over and over and over. And here it is. Good moms have troubled kids. Good moms have troubled kids, or they can have troubled kids. Good moms can have troubled kids. Hmm. Um, I mean, that's part of the definition of motherhood is they go through trouble just like you did. But it doesn't mean you're not a good mother. It just means they're... They're growing up and trying to figure life out. You're still trying to figure it out. Let them figure it out at their level. But good moms sometimes have troubled kids, and let that be an encouragement to you as you move forward. You know what? I um, want to wrap this up with some words of hope from Scripture because this is in our 911 series. You're listening to this because you're in a crisis, emotional crisis. And the only thing that can relieve an emotional crisis is the Word of God. You can listen to every podcast in the world, but if they don't offer you the Word of God, you haven't gotten too much farther down the road. I want to share four things that God promises to you during this season of recklessness and Scripture to back it up. 
And so take heart. The first one is this. God promises direction. You don't know what to do. They're reckless. You're a single mom. You have no idea. You've tried everything. You cry at night. There's nothing to do. God promises you direction. You don't know the next step, what to do in helping your troubled kids, but God does know. The Bible says in Psalm 32, 8, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye upon you. Upon you. You need some love. You need some you need some comfort. God's eyes on you and he wants to give you direction. So the first thing God promises is direction. And I need it and you need it. Mel needs it. Amen. The I next do. thing we need from God as we raise our kids is or that God gives us, he promises direction, he promises hope. And sometimes as a mom, I mean, the, the Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. We have to have hope. And at Arise Ministries, it is our heart's desire. It's why we are here is to give you hope. Even though we feel powerless in turning this thing around, we can trust God and know he is our one and only hope. And the Bible says in Psalm 42, 5, why are you cast down? Oh, my soul, talk to yourself. Why are you cast down, Mel? Why are you cast down, Pam? Put your name in that blank. Why are you cast down, Linda, Debbie? Why are you cast down? And why are you in turmoil within yourself? Hope in God. He says, for I shall again, and for it says, for I shall again praise him, for he is my God and my salvation. So God promises direction. God promises hope. Here's a good one. And this is what you want the most, I know, or one of the things you want, deliverance. God promises deliverance. He is our deliverer, which means we're not going to be stuck in this forever. The Bible says, you know, in Psalm 32, 7, you are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. He is our deliverer. He will give you a hiding place and a place to breathe. (laughs) You just need to breathe. Just let me breathe. He is your hiding place. Any other substitute you find to breathe is going to get you in trouble. Any other substance, any other place you go, um, God is your hiding place. And you breathe in Him, and He gives you deliverance. And then the last thing He gives us, which is what we certainly want, because you're on the 911 section, and this is what you've come here for, is you want peace. God promises peace. Our peace comes from the Lord and not from our kids' choices. Our peace comes from Him. In days of parental distress, He is the only one that can calm your inner spirit, and He will do it. So, moms, as we leave today, I want to pronounce a blessing over you. It's from Numbers. It is the, I think it's the Abrahamic blessing. I should have looked it up to see if that's what it's called. But uh, I want to pray it over you. I want you to open your heart. You may be driving down the road. You may be sitting by your bed. You may be on a lunch break. But wherever you are, I want you to quieten your heart. And I want you to open up your hands and open up your heart to the Lord. Put your hands in the air if you need to. And just let God pour this over you. He says this number says this may the lord bless you and keep you through the season and watch over you and your child may the lord make his face to shine upon your situation give you favor and be gracious and generous to you in meeting all your emotional needs and stresses 
May the Lord lift up his countenance, his goodness, his enablement, his power, his wisdom upon you and grant you peace right now. A peace that is powerful enough to carry you on to the other side of this crisis where you know that you know God is good. And it's all going to be okay because the outcome is in his hands.